1: We are so excited to introduce our sponsor for this episode, Kind Cup. Kind Cup is a female-owned, high-quality, sustainable, and toxic-free menstrual cup. It's designed and manufactured in Southern California with the mission to be kind to your body, the earth, and others. It's tough dealing with your period every month, and what's worse is remembering to change your icky tampon every few hours. With Kind Cup, you can leave it in up to 12 hours and basically forget it's even there. It's really that comfortable. Kind Cup is a menstrual cup that collects two to four times the fluid of tampons, and their size small is perfect for new menstrual cup users, teens and tweens. The great thing about their patent-pending, innovative design is that it's form-fitting, comfortable, leak-free, and easy to use. Not only is Kind Cup kind to the environment, but they also donate cup to folks around the U.S. who are underserved and experience period poverty via their Kind Impact Initiative. They might be a small, queer-owned, bootstrapped company, but they have a big vision and believe in providing people with the best period care possible. Get yours today at kindcup.com. That's K-I-N-D C-U-P.com. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life.
2: On today's episode of the Girl Powerful Podcast, we speak with Delaney Rowe, actress, comedian, and content creator. We ask her to share her three tips on how to gain confidence and take up space. She also talks about who's influenced her, other comedians, and also what truly makes her light up. Enjoy this episode and don't forget to subscribe to the Girl Powerful Podcast.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to the Girl Powerful podcast. Today we have Delaney Rowe with us. She is an actress, a comedian, a writer, and a content creator. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys
0: so much. What a lovely intro. I love being called all of those things.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I honestly was practicing and was like, and what else is she? I'm like, I think you've said enough. Like, I was like, and she owns a dog and she's got plants
0: in the room. Like, what else she
2: call her? You know, it's so funny. Somebody
0: um, wrote a little piece on me for BuzzFeed, and they must have had some misinformation because they called me a model, and I was like, ah, I'll take it, but uh uh-uh. uh. nope I was like I love that let's just like keep pushing that around but it's just not true yeah
2: (laughs) you're like well I
0: went straight to the
1: source your website
0: For that is oh yes. yes the website the hub my gosh yeah that that is like my baby and yet nobody ever looks at it so I'm so happy that you guys checked you got out. a unique
1: visitor today yeah, one <laughs> unique visitor
0: <laughs> but incredible I,
1: I wanted to talk to you about being a comedian and a writer because a lot of our girls love to express themselves through writing
2: and I mm. feel
1: like when we were growing up our major influences were comedians, but they are always yeah. comedians. So it's like right, Miles Myers, Will Farrell Dana Carvey. Like we acted <laughs> like men. <laughs> Unfortunately,
2: Jack Black and Chris Farley, I like absorb them, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, funny. But like, it's also like, why am I acting like this? And it's yeah. like, well, you you know, you're absorbing their personality and the funny laughs, and it's cool. But I never was like labeled feminine. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I, I drew a lot of inspiration from Jim Carrey and it's so funny
0: now to see people comment on my videos. Like you remind me of Jim Carrey. You look like Jim Carrey. I'm like, great. Thank you. Actually, I'm a model. I don't know if you heard. (laughs) Yeah. Check my BuzzFeed. My BuzzFeed BuzzFeed article. (laughs) Right, right, right. I own BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Who were your
1: influences like growing up besides Jim Carrey or like, I just like, the fact that you are influencing girls to be comedians and to put yourself out there in that way.
0: That's so sweet. Um, I want to like, you know, sort of double through that question or statement, but, um, you know, influences Catherine Han for sure. Um, she, you know, is really now becoming a household name. I think now into her late forties, which is incredible. And that's kind of the career I hope to have that sort of longevity, but Watching her growing up, she was this sort of really vulnerable comedian. Like that was her humor, and she has this desperation about her that is so funny. Like I think really desperate people—that's like my favorite kind of humor. You know, that's the videos that I do. It's like girl that needs you to know that she has famous friends or that she's bi coastal right. or whatever. You know, so I think desperation is hilarious, and oh, she I has this lovely, it. like, vulnerable, desperate quality about her humor that I that I just stole Uh, (laughs) and you um, you know Lake Bell I don't know if you guys know Lake Bell Mm -hmm. she she's great because you know she's so incredibly beautiful and yet she leads with her mind and her sense of humor and I think that takes a lot of confidence for women to decide that they're not gonna lead with their um, you know their exterior qualities or their sexuality which by the way is fine and fantastic but um you know I always felt like growing up I didn't really have that choice like I I had to you know look pretty and act um the way men wanted to see a feminine woman and I felt too self-conscious to lead with my sense of humor and so you saying that I'm inspiring young women to be a comedian it means everything to me because that's where I get my self-esteem. Mm. You know, I live in Los Angeles. I can be in a room with so many incredible, beautiful women. Um, so so that it doesn't mean that much if, if, if that's the only thing I'm bringing to the table. I, I love having a real opinion on a humor and a perspective. Like that gives me this like deep well of confidence that, that won't go away with time. Whereas, you know, looks fade
2: so yeah it's so true and you know we've been in we were in LA for 11 years and we felt the same way like obviously like we're not ugly but it's like we always you're beautiful you're (laughs) beautiful but we have Uh. like we always had personalities and big brains and like careers and we always were just ourselves and trying to do good in the community you know as well as like having some margaritas here and there and yeah all that fun stuff but (laughs) LA doesn't really value that LA and the whole world and even the fact that like all your content on TikTok and Instagram is like you you know sharing like your your quote-unquote opinion of like these silly people but like I want to know like how you have the bravery to make fun of people in a way in a light way in a totally PC world because like we would do all this stuff. Like, I watch it, and I'm like, oh, my God. I kind of feel like this is me when I was a teenager. But I, yeah. I would really be like, Teddy, you're me. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and, you know, I do get some, like, very few, oh, wow. but some comments like that that are like, you're just kind of an asshole. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, can I say that?
2: Yeah. You know, That's pretty easy to say.
0: You know, there are a few, like, no-fly zones for me. Like, I'm never going to go after... um, you know, body image stuff. I'm never going to go after, um, like really attacking what it means to be a woman, you know, like I, my, my characters are, you know, girls who blah, 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 women who blah, blah, blah. And it's just because I am identify, I identify as a woman. So that's why it's that, but, you know, I'm never really going after, uh, what I think a lot of male comedians go after on TikTok, which is just like the qualities that they perceive make women inferior. So I'm never going to go after that kind of stuff. Um, So that's how I sort of check myself before I post. But other, other things like making fun of how people, you know, display their status and wealth and stuff like that, I think ev- everyone needs to be made fun of for that. I that agree. is great. Like what is so, going on? You know, especially what is going, <laughs> is going on? Yeah. Sure. I have so much inspiration and here's the thing, like people love to be roasted. People want somebody showing them a parody version of themselves so that they can go, "Damn it, like that's me." Yeah. that's me our, you know our
1: cousins are musicians they're mm-hmm. not professional they're just like beautifully talented and they always sing and you know play around in the house and they'll roast Teddy and I, oh my gosh. and it's so so <laughs> funny because they're Christian conservatives and we're like we're uh-huh. not. So spiritual like, liberals. Yeah, we're spiritual. <laughs> yeah. Liberal. so they'll just like go for it, and it's literally like the best, like the highlight of my like, yeah. like, Christmas. And, and no one gets <laughs> because mad. it's so funny.
2: It's like it's it, true. It's so true. And it's okay that we're different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it is really funny. It kind of when you mention like male comedians, sometimes they're out of control. Like, mm-hmm. do you ever plan to like be at the comedy store like on a stage or do you like to be behind a screen?
0: Yeah, no, I won't completely rule it out, yeah. but I really love the control of, yeah, I get to do 400 takes before mm-hmm. that goes up. Yeah. And I've spent a lot of time at the comedy store specifically because I actually used to work at the restaurant adjacent and out of control, it doesn't even cover it. Some of those comedians are, you know, and as we're seeing a lot of them are being taken down right now. And for a good reason, I've seen these men in, you know, this complete power trip and yeah, there's something about being, um, a, a, like a male comedian, you know m- men have had platforms their entire life, but then, on top of that, they're on stage and they're being funny and, and and people are eating it up it's just like it's just like that ego goes through the roof, and female comedians they get up on stage and they do a completely different thing. they don't feel like they have the agency to take up that much space and be that rowdy, you know, and I think we should change that they, w- women should be able to present their comedy in whatever way they want but yeah I mean the criticism female comedians get compared to to male is insane yeah, they, they can, can get away with murder
2: yeah. and they don't women don't have like the space or like the camaraderie between like each other and like women tear each other down so much I feel like yeah that's a big mm-hmm. thing it's like oh she's not funny like I want like the big fat guy to be out there like you know totally like, right. slamming his parents right however. and that's funny i like like when you like harass your family members i think that's <laughs> in comedy yeah but wait, let's, let's
1: no no really quick no. i just
2: want to tell you one time i was at the comedy store i'm not gonna tell you a little story but this guy was being out of control and mm-hmm. everyone was not enjoying
1: it. a comedian a comedian was like harassing mm-hmm. a woman in, in the audience. front that was older and it got really really uncomfortable because he like mm-hmm. wouldn't leave her alone and mm-hmm. everyone started like no one was clapping, everyone was putting their head down. Yeah. And it got to the point where it's like enough is enough.
0: Well. And <laughs> but so then, uh, you, but
1: then you're like, but then like as a customer, you're always like, Well, they're a comedian. They're at the comedy store. They can say what they want. But it was like it was harassment. Yeah. It was crazy. He was
2: saying you wanted to like have sex with her.
1: And, no. yeah. Beyond and, that. Yeah. It was disgusting. Was,
2: but was then disgusting I like it. I couldn't, it came from like deep down in my core. I just screamed, That is enough. Good. <laughs> That's that, amazing. That show is over. That show is over. And then all the men after him just came out and did like <laughs> fart jokes. jokes. Like, right. oh, right. right. like they like <laughs> threw their stuff away.
0: That's so funny. Yeah. I don't know what it is when, you know, a uh, man gets up on stage and they feel like you know, their best material is crowd work. And it's like, find like a hot girl in the audience to harass, um, which is such a, I mean, it's just weak. It's like, where, what happened to your set? Like, what what about the jokes that you wrote? Now it's all gone out the window because you see a piece of low hanging fruit that you know is gonna please all the men in the audience because men are always after male approval and women are always after male approval. We're never like looking for female approval, which is so bizarre. Yeah, you know, I think I think like if that was the what they were after, the jokes would change. You know? Totally.
1: Yeah, <laughs> writing's a craft, so it's like, how do you have the honor of being on this stage right now?
0: Right. You know,
1: right. not that many people get to be on stage yeah. in L.A., the comedy hub. But I was mm-hmm. wondering, since you're an actress or an actor, and you go on auditions and you're on social and so many viewers, how do you handle like that whole process of being like? always like,
2: I don't know, perceived,
1: (laughs) always like perceived and judged in your talent and your strengths and your capabilities are always in question because they, you know, everyone's the best for their job. So how do you handle that pressure and Hmm. And
2: numbers? Like if something doesn't land and you're like, that was actually the best video I've made in a week. (laughs) Right. Like that's confusing. Why is America so dumb?
0: (laughs) Um, the answer is not well i'm not super you know it's funny i I wouldn't say i have a terribly thick skin and i've always been super sensitive and so it's funny that this is the career that i've chosen to be on and i think that's the case with a lot of actors we want to be actors because we're sensitive because we take delight in um you know expressing emotions or you know really getting into this like gritty space um in our in our hearts and our minds but at the same time you're being judged on your body on your face on what you're wearing um on the sound of your voice all of these things are reasons why you may get a job why you may not get a job a lot of people go after my deepest insecurity on tiktok it's like they know and then they will comment on it and I'm like, that's when it hurts. That's when it really hurts. What is your
2: your deepest insecurity?
0: I think my deepest insecurity is that I'm not enough. And therefore I'm doing so much because I don't trust the way I just naturally am with the faces and the voices and the like all of the stuff, you know, very Jim Carrey of me, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what it is. Like, you know, like calm down, you know, like you're so loud, like you know, all of those things. So that and then, you know, just kinda on the surface, I would say my teeth. People go after my teeth.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> you have the best smile. Yeah, they're wrong. That
0: is so they're sweet wrong. of you. Um,
1: but so did
2: someone uh, say like that to you even before TikTok, like growing up? Is that something like that you felt insecure about being enough and self esteem, like in your teen and like younger yeah times?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think you know, growing up in Idaho, I was, I was not as uh, self-assured as I am now, but I, I, I had a, like a pretty solid resting level of knowing who I was. And I knew that like Boise is not going to be ultimately the place for me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I feel um, called to sort of a bigger city um, and a bigger Um, like breadth of opportunity that exists in a place like Los Angeles or New York and so like when I was like 13 I was like I'm moving to New York like I was sure of it so (laughs) I did feel always like this is this waiting period of me to sort of start my life when I can go to college or whatever and so being you know at like Boise High and being this theater kid and wanting to like dress in a in a way that would maybe be cool in LA but like not in Boise you know all of these things that were making me a huge target you know um being told things like you're like why are you speaking so loud like like sh- like that like what it's so humiliating i don't know if you guys have ever been told like why are you talking
2: so loud
1: all the time so <laughs> all the time i got in
2: trouble at the lunch table i get in trouble at people's houses I get in trouble everywhere
1: it's so interesting yeah. because when you are confident and assured and you just know what you want
2: mm-hmm. that can
1: come across as being a bitch or being bitchy or rude yeah and awesome. when we like it's like when you go to a restaurant you don't want to sit by the bathroom yeah. and you don't let's sit talk about this by the, <laughs> the table with four kids So it's when we came to Boise last summer, Mm -hmm. we were with our friend from LA who was our trainer and he was like, let's meet up for dinner. So we go and Teddy was like, hi, table for three. I wouldn't, I'd like to sit by the window or on the patio. Like just told them where they want to sit. He's like, oh my God, Teddy, you're so rude, but you can't do that here. Yeah. And we were like, what? We can do that everywhere we go because we know what we want and we want to enjoy our dinner.
0: Yeah, 100%. My mother told me um, a story about her making this, finally snagging this amazing reservation at this restaurant with her cousin and they were going and they're having like a lovely night out and they get there and they get sat right by the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And -mm. and she told me, you know, she's worked, um, you know, must have heard this from like a waiter or somebody before in the past that. That'll often happen because uh, people in the restaurant industry assume women are not going to tip as high as men. And so they will give them a, a less ideal table which is so messed up oh um and is that because we so don't get
2: paid the same
0: yeah so yeah let's talk about that it's just it's just a trickle down effect built off of like a flawed patriarchal system Sorry. and we end up sitting next to the bathroom so, <laughs> let's just eat our pizza in the bathroom let's just sit on the toilet yeah just, <laughs> forget, forget it home. I'm
2: going home
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny um but she you know she asked to move and to go to a better table and this happened to, I was in San Francisco this weekend I was with my mother er, two weekends ago and we got stopped by the bathroom and we're like we're moving with us let's, let's just be nice about it and ask yeah. and obviously if there's nothing that can be done about it whatever it's fine like I've worked in a lot of restaurants I understand that seating is a nightmare but I don't think there's anything wrong in general with asking for what you need if you are polite mm-hmm. and you have agency like you you have all the rights to want to not sit by a flushing toilet. So <laughs> we'll just put that to rest right now. Amen, uh, <laughs> Amen. yeah. There's this amazing video of Katherine Hepburn. Many, 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 many years, she was on a, uh, a talk show and this was a, a clip that was taken before the filming started. She was just kind of there getting a sense of the space and she's sitting down, she's like testing out the chair. She's putting her, her foot up on it, on the table so that, you know, cause that's how she likes to sit. That's how she feels comfortable. But the table was kind of moving. There was no rug. And you, you just watch her command the room and ask everybody like, Hey, you know what, would would you mind if we got like a, a pillow here and maybe we could tack down the table and what if we get a rug under here? Like she was just owning the space and saying like, this is what I, I, I would like to be comfortable for this long form interview. And can we get that going on? And it was, it's such an inspiration. I love it so much. I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, um, it.
2: It's it's so cool.
0: I love it's that. Just such a badass. Yeah,
2: that time, too, to have a voice like that. And, like, she knew right. she was powerful, and she just stood in that presence. And a lot of people don't own their power. And, like, that's what Girl mm-hmm. Powerful is all about, is, like, your inner power, how to tap into it, how to not lose it, and be inspired <laughs> by, like, the people you decide to be around and how they fill your cup because – you know, those people that you spend your time with are definitely making an impact on your life. Right. So who do you you hang out with to make sure that like, especially in a big city like LA can be super toxic or it can be the best place in the world to live. And we love that place Mm -hmm. like near and dear to our heart and we love the ocean, but also you kind of need a break from it sometimes.
0: A hundred percent. I, you know, I'm really in the camp where I, I love LA because I've been so lucky to find people who are like minded and my the people that I hang out with are the funniest people I've ever met. I am I am so lucky to have really, really funny friends because I think humor keeps me really grounded and uh feeling confident, you know. Anything can happen. And if you have somebody that you can riff with and joke about with, it's not it's not upsetting anymore. You know, we have this running joke, me and my best friend of just being um you know about like how unsuccessful we are like every <laughs> time something doesn't go well we'll just be like oh yeah that's because you're untalented and unsuccessful <laughs> right you know and, like and, and it's just like funny to you know like mock yourself and 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 it helps you gain perspective so yeah I, I hang out with writers and comedians oh, um yeah. and actors so I'm I feel very I feel like I have a tribe I feel like I have uh, this like center here, which is important.
2: Yeah. You can definitely find them wherever you are, especially if you're being your authentic self, like you are, you're obviously going to attract people that are trying, craving that kind of same mirror of themselves. So I think when you are a good mm-hmm. person, you can live anywhere and find the good people.
0: And I, I feel the exact same way.
1: Yeah. Our late friend, Matt, it was like the funniest person ever. And he's so creative. He worked for Google and he just had a really cool creative career. Mm -hmm. But he said that in college, he made up a chant that was, we're hot, we're rich, we're wildly successful. No, we're mildly successful. No, but then... He was like, wait, I'm in college. We're not, we're not successful sick. yet. Right. So change it to we're hot,
2: we're rich, we're mm-hmm.
0: mildly
1: successful.
0: And that's like, very funny. And yeah. it's
2: like, dude, Matt, it was your parents' money. You're not rich. You're in college. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Matt, yeah, come, sit down. Uh, that Yeah, that's so funny. I love that
2: yeah mildly successful well yeah you have to yeah. not totally destroy yourself over there Delaney
0: <laughs> I oh no, no I'm super busy totally destroying myself at at all times <laughs> um yeah I, I just get a kick out of it as, as my coping mechanism
1: <laughs> What <are you laughs> like three tips for anyone listening to build confidence and to take up space
0: hmm. three tips um let's go
1: on off the cuff
0: <laughs> i I'm like in this TED enough. Talk. Um, okay, my first thing that comes to mind is like find your personal currency. Like some people, it's they're really intelligent. They're bookish. They have an incredible vocabulary. Some people, it's humor. You know, being able to improv, being able to riff with a stranger. Some people, it is just being incredible looking. Who knows? You know. Um, Find the thing that, you know, like you can work in a room, you know, um, for me, like I choose humor. I know that if I can go in there and I can start joking with somebody and catch a vibe together, I'm going to be set for the rest of the night. I'm going to be feeling really good in my skin. So like find your specific currency. Um, I think number two would be, um, being of service being of service is a really big part of gaining self-esteem because you get self-esteem by doing esteemable acts so doing anything in your community online any sort of activism you know even within your friend group i think can do wonders for confidence because you feel a part of something you feel like you're inciting change um And I, I really don't know like how it can get more like powerful than that. When you feel like you are doing, doing good in the world. Mm -hmm. And then number three, here we go. Um, uh, okay. This having like, it doesn't have to be insane, but having a really solid routine of, you know, sleep, like hydration and uh, you don't even have to exercise like walking walking, moving at all can make a huge difference. Like I, the way I feel when I've had four hours of sleep versus eight, it's a different, it's a different person, you know, like taking care of your needs and, and just like the most base way water sleep movement is, has done wonders for my, my confidence. And when I'm not on that and I'm sort of like on a bender of just horrible behavior is when I'm at my lowest hundred percent.
2: Yeah, and then you have to like crawl out of it, and like all the self and it takes days, yeah. you're like, wait, I don't deserve this. Like, I just, but it's my fault. No one made me do all that, but said. I did it. Yeah, I did it. It was really <laughs> fun. There was a fun video, but that's it, right? Um, right. Okay. But, hey, we're <laughs> human, but I that's think great advice. That's great advice, and I love the access of true. service. I think that's important for everyone. And if people like don't have like an action or something that feel activism towards it's like wake wake up because there's Mm -hmm. so much you can do to help your neighbor or help you know your own backyard and like that's as simple as it can be it's like Mm -hmm. hello the earth's on fire (laughs) anybody want to help yeah (laughs) like everyone's so smart (laughs) and has all these you know podcasts and voices and like we're just all gonna ignore it it's kind of yeah so I want I hope everyone does like realize they are powerful whoever they are, mm-hmm. even if you have like 49 followers, it's like that's 49 people you could get together, you know, yeah. and do something.
0: And I think activism is as can be as simple as uh, reading a book about something that is important yes. to you. Because when you are expanding your knowledge about what's going on in the world, you're so much more equipped to speak up when there is an injustice, even just a conversation around you. Like knowing what you believe and what's really going on is a huge source of power, Mm -hmm. you know?
2: That's awesome. That's so true. Yeah. Educate yourself. It's important. Mm -hmm. The time is now. So our ending question for everyone is what makes you feel most alive? Mm,
0: That's such a good question. I feel like this is maybe a little redundant of me to say, but you know, I feel most alive when I'm in a group of people and I've just said something that made everybody laugh. Mm -hmm. And I just like, there's this flicker that goes off inside of me. That's like, that's me. Like, that's what I'm supposed to do here. Like is make, I'm fully crying, um, is make people happy and, and, and laugh, you know, it's, it's at the end of the day, like what is most important to me. If somebody can watch a video of mine and, and say, like, that made me feel really good. That made me have perspective on my life. That made me, that made me want to go and make my own videos. Like, mm-hmm. so it's that. It's uh, but specifically like that in-person connection when you just know like, you got me right there. You completely understood what I meant. And you laughed and and that like that exchange of human behavior makes
2: me feel so alive. And I love beautiful. that. I love that flicker. Yeah, that flicker
1: inside. It's so true. But that's true. That's like yourself saying, "This is my gift," and you're yeah, it and tuning into your gift, which is beautiful.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and as a young woman that you are, it's like awesome to see you, you know, doing all the things you need to do, like you said at the beginning, to have longevity in your life and your career. So, congratulations mm-hmm. for being awake and <laughs> living Total.
0: Thank you so Thank you. much
2: yeah I just oh, I also like lovely. to invite you we will have we're having an event in LA August 7th if you're around at the Shangri-La yes!
1: in Santa Monica love
2: the shang- Shangri-La we love it yeah Amazing. we're, we're I, doing I be a there. fitness workout by the pool a dance a hip class and some live music which we're all craving
0: sounds so fun I'm there All right, well, tell
1: everybody listening where they can find you.
0: You can find me on TikTok at Delaney Says Hello, on Instagram at Delaney Rowe.
1: And check out my website.
0: (laughs) (laughs) DelaneyMarieRowe.com.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for being a funny girl who's witty and beautiful and brilliant and smart. Oh my
0: gosh, I feel, likewise, you guys are doing so much amazing work. I'm so inspired.
1: Thank Thank you. you, Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.